137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special, special episode of Pixelated Paranormal. Now, before we go into what we're about to go into, fair warning and disclaimer, this episode will definitely contain subjects of a mature manner. Parental discretion is highly advised, like you probably already know. If you're not 18, get the fuck out. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Um, as you probably know, you don't want your kids listening to this episode. Do not fucking listen to this while you're at work. Just stop. Yeah, if your grandma's in the car, don't <laughs> listen to it with Nana. Do not. Do not. You're going to straight. You're going straight to hell. Uh, yeah, there you go. This is also a fair NSFW warning. You definitely better put on some headphones or earbuds if you're at work. This one's going to be dirty. It's going to be really freaking graphic and perhaps even depraved in certain ways. Super perverted, full of weird shit. Don't be that guy who has your volume on your computer in your cubicle. And they're like, oh my God, did he talk about putting things in his penis? Did he talk about a, a fart that turned into a shark that turned into a poop volcano? Did, did he just say something flew out of that girl's cooch? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to take a moment to say at the top here as well. In the episode, as well as always, we are in no way going to blatantly make fun of or purposely disrespect any foreign cultures or practices or try to kink shame anybody. But some folks um, might think this is some pretty unusual shit, and we're going to get into it. We're going to get really, really deep in it. So, at the fear of having to explain some truly weird shit to your kids, your parents, when you're getting called in the office, whatever... Put the kids to bed, put the earbuds on, slip into something kind of comfy and get cozy because things are about to get a little warm, a little spicy, if you will. And Isaac, if you're listening, get hard and leather up, baby. Get in that <laughs> get in that chair, boy. Yeah. Oh, baby. Right. Yeah. You may want to crack into an extra can of beard balm on this one. This is episode 312. We are bringing back the long overdue late night episodes. What's a late night episode, you might ask? Well, that's where we pull the curtains closed, we turn the lights down low and slip into something sexy, and we heat things up a little bit. We've been known to talk about ghost sex, um, weird facts about genitalia. We started, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, started sharing paranormal smut, Bigfoots, gnomes, all sorts of weird shit. Um, weird, overly sexual news stories that don't fit. <laughs> dildo, dildo, Nombi. That that has to be the the best one ever. Is when I got you to read as a gnome <laughs> who's talking about like thrusting his dick in and out. But I might have topped I might have topped tonight's episode by making you be a fabulous princess. So. I'm going to be the prettiest girl at the prom. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because because it's a late-night episode, I put on the old tank top Rooney, man. I thought I'd show a little skin this time around. So yeah. really just putting the hurt on them. Do you have one of those big shoulder massagers? Because I think when we get to the smut, we really could use like a visual prop in the live feed. Um, 
I think you should go get the shoulder massager, baby. I don't think I have a shoulder massager, buddy. What I have is a... Th- the episode's over with. I got a 13 ABV barley wine. I lit a candle, and I'm just ready for yeah. it, buddy. I'm ready to see if I can get you in the mood. Dude, I put on my I put on my poncho and my new hat for all you listeners. You can't see my nips through the poncho, but, I mean, just imagine. <laughs> you, know. you should have brought a real poncho, buddy. Yeah. Funny you mentioned that. There's a poncho mentioned in one of our stories tonight. Well, let's just get into it, shall we, folks? Up first, we're going to start things off nice and slow. Okay, you you start. I got to go pour another drink. I mean, how long is it going to take you to pour a drink? (laughs) Daddy's been drinking. You know what? Take your time. Run real fast. Don't fall down. Don't break your other wrist. And then when you get back, I need you to go about six inches away from your mic. Oh, my Jesus. Sorry about this, guys. We're just really excited. Um, These episodes are a lot of fun because things get really weird and really perverted and just make us very, very uncomfortable. Um, The worst thing I've ever had to read is gnome smut in a gnome voice talking about a gnome having sex with a human being. Um, There's also a time when we talked about a a Yeti and a Bigfoot having a gangbang. Um, with a girl who's baking pies. That might rank up there also in the top three most uncomfortable things I've ever had to read out loud. But it was actually really funny because back when Steven was with us during the show, um, Steven and his girlfriend just moved in together. And it was even funnier because Steven had parts to read during some of these smut stories. And he had to keep his voice down because <laughs> because uh, there was also a, a child of an impressionable age in the house and he didn't realize he had parts to read. So that may have been one of the funniest things in the world, too, is just to hear how awkward and just how uncomfortable Stephen was because he had no idea. So anyway, these episodes we look forward to. We probably haven't done one for almost an entire year. I think it was sometime around like Valentine's Day. Um, we did some gnome smut. And uh, I just look forward to these so much. And if you can't tell... I'm also just trying to kill time because Preston said, oh, look at that. That is record time. He said he'd be back shortly. Um, He wanted to get himself more whiskey because the things we're going to read at the end of the episode are just really, really raunchy. Oh, they are. Dude, the the times that we got Steven (laughs) on this fucking episode... And they were like, That's what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, I know because I had the the I had the Bluetooth earbud. Oh, you got buds on. Went, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and so when, when we were like reading the smut, and they're like, and Bigfoot's dick, and it had like a vein, and it was so throbby, and it opened up my pussy. <laughs> and Steve's face was like, oh my god, uh, what do I do? And, and just how embarrassed he was. I'm like, dude, this is fucking gold. We're gonna do this for the as many years as we plan on going on. Yep. We are always gonna do smut, and I hope Steve that you're listening and you're mm-hmm. fucking blushing as shit right now. Because I got something better <laughs> than Bigfoot's veiny dick tonight. so I'm fucking nervous. I didn't realize that you've got a little gnome in the background there chomping on a little pipe. So that's <laughs> yeah. highly appropriate for this episode. <laughs> well, up first, guys, we're going to start things off kind of slow, ease our way in. A toilet paper company is offering members of the public the chance to have your old love letters from your exes turned into recycled toilet paper just in time for Valentine's Day. Who Gives a Crap is a recycled toilet paper company that launched back in 2012, who just announced the Flush Your Ex program, which will turn your old love letters into privacy paper. They say, mail us those leftover love letters. 
taking up psychic space in your sock drawer, and we'll deliver them out into production facilities where we magically transform BS into TP. Because nothing says closure like knowing that someone somewhere is putting those sweet, sweet nothings exactly where they belong. The company is accepting love letter donations mailed to its address in the U.S., Australia, and Great Britain up through February 29th. Now, why am I bringing up toilet paper? Because, like I said, that's the foreplay. We're going to get into something a little more dirty. It segues right into the next one. Okay, Preston, I'm glad you're back for this one, buddy. Did you read through any of this? Is all this pretty well new to you? Fuck no, this is going to be fresh as shit. <sighs> Did Preston do his homework? Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> all right, folks, up next, Preston. When you got married, were there any particular mishaps that you remember happening that went wrong to cause you and Jeffrey any kind of problems or any kind of super stress during your special day? Or did it all go pretty well smooth? No, dude. It went it went so smooth, like, you know, like, being, being married for, like, the second time and, like, looking, like, in mm-hmm. retrospect, like, my first marriage, like, dude, I was fucking, like, having a heart attack before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then when we got married the second time, I was like super stoked all day long. Uh, we're sitting there in like the the man cave or whatever the fucking the the bro den that they called it, and I'm sitting there like I got <laughs> the bro den. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got this like fucking hundred and twenty dollar bottle of like Australian bourbon, and I'm like I'm like lining up shots. I'm like, dude, we're having a good time. I mm-hmm. was like stoked. Uh, I'd never been uh, like mm-hmm. did at ease for anything. Like I wasn't nervous at all, and I was just like, "Dude, this this we're gonna have a fucking good time." And yeah, we had a good time. So we had this oh, yeah, uh, w- whatever caterer that she booked. They had like this fucking caramel apple whiskey bourbon bullshit, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Well, I mean, look, if my tab's free, like keep racking those bad boys up." And then you know, <laughs> I had a, I had a broken wrist. So in retrospect, it's really funny. I was looking mm-hmm. through all the all the photos that Isaac had sent us, and I have this one where I have my arms wrapped around her. And if you zoom in, and you look at my right hand, it's all like ballooned up, like sausage fingers, like Elephant Man. Oh yeah. Jesus! Daddy right. was feeling it that night, so I'm just like drink, 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 drink. Uh, so no, I mean mm-hmm. we had no mishaps. I it all went smooth. But I'm sure there are people out there that have had bad stories, and you know what? Want yeah. want. I always think that we had a pretty solid ceremony. The only issue we had was our photographer um, double booked us because somebody came in at the last second and paid him more money. So then he uh, gave his time and and dedication to them. So he hired contractors. These contractors show up and we had a whole itinerary of like photos we wanted to take and certain things we wanted to have done. And they're like, oh, we kind of wanted to just dip in, take your photos and dip out. So if you don't mind, go ahead and suit up. We'll get her, uh, you know, in her dress and we'll go ahead and do your photos of the wedding party before the actual wedding. And we were just like, absolutely not. Like, this is traditional. I don't want to see her until she's coming down the aisle. Mm -hmm. So I think to spite us, they drugged their heels as much as they could. We had the ceremony. And then at the end, we're taking all the photos. They took so fucking long that when we finally get to the actual, like, you know, after after uh, ceremony, you know, party, we walk in, half the guests are gone. All the food we paid for is pretty much eaten. There's, like, you know, a couple bowls of, like, leftover Smokies or meatballs. And it was just absolutely fucking nightmarish. Um, we got to cut our cake. Only half of our people were there. Big old pain in the dick. Beautiful ceremony. Um, happily married, blah, blah, blah. I think where you went wrong... Huh? I mean, Kevin was there. 
right? Yeah. So you could have just offered, like, look, here's an extra 20 bucks and a hand job for my brother Kevin. I bet that photographer <laughs> would have been like, no problem, dog. What? Outbidded. Outbidded. <laughs> you know? Kevin, if you're listening, you got to pull your weight, bud. Uh, you got to pull your weight. My God, man. Yeah. Family ain't free, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> We're in the Lord's temple. Um, here's a fun little ditty from a wedding planner who experienced the dreaded code brown during a client's special day. She said, During the wedding reception, we were preparing to transition to the entrance of the bridal party, which would be followed immediately by the first dance of the couple and then the cake cutting, during which a dinner would then be staged, so every aspect of this wedding was set up to be bop, boop, bop in order and timed specifically. So every aspect would be planned out. Everything's going exactly to plan, and she's busy speaking with the caterer to make sure everything's just being finished up nice and neat. When the planner happens to glance over at the bride and notices a most curious blend of expressions on her face. Moments later, the bride starts flagging down the planner's assistant, and that's when the wedding planner's headset starts to go beep, beep, beep with a very distressing message from her assistant. Whoa, whoa. All of a sudden, she hears... We have an issue. And it turns out the beautiful blushing bride was gambling on a fart and losing in a big way. Now, the bride was wearing a huge full ball gown fitted with a strapless top made from beautiful ornate mesh. And underneath, she wore a shaper garment like a Spanx or whatever, and also a series of hoops and slips. And so we had already realized that there was zero chance of this girl getting to the bathroom, getting her dress off, getting it back on, and getting back in time to actually show up for the actual dance as scheduled. So she shit her pants. <laughs> it's okay, though. She's got an assistant. They're about to figure it out. Well, they got to the restroom and realized they're not going to be able to get anything accomplished unless they get really up close and personal. So the wedding planner radioed ahead to everybody that, hey, we got to just drag this out a little bit longer. Let's take a quick break. The bride's going to be tied up for maybe about 15 minutes. 15 minutes pass. Then 15 turns to 20. And then finally, the earpiece beeps again. The previous issue is worse than we anticipated. So the wedding planner runs over just in time to find her assistant looking horrified. Much to her horror, she came to learn... The bride was now covered in her own shit, and the assistant was about to be covered in it too. So as it turns out, the bride had been using some kind of health shake, a prebiotic drink, to attempt to fix some last-minute bloating and slim down her figure just a skosh to get into this very ornate wedding dress, which had mixed poorly with the fact that she also had several cocktails earlier in the day, and to top it off, she had a pretty hearty breakfast. Thus, her tummy-tum-tum turns into this melting pot for all these wonderful ingredients, and the substance that built up and finally decided to exit her body, as a result of everything she put into her stomach, finally reached capacity and defied explanation, resulting in something truly horrific. The wedding planner's assistant described what came out as slimy, even oily, with stringy bits, and it was the consistency of hair gel. Not only had it been a rather profound accident, but the smell was even more unrivaled. Generally a substance no human body should ever emit. 
But what set this whole thing over the edge was the fact that the bodysuit the bride was wearing was actually a waterproof latex. This thing came all the way down to her thighs and all the way back up to her bra. And being as though this thing's waterproof, as this toxic goo exited her body, it began to fill up this shapely bodysuit to a shit-filled water balloon of disaster. Well, at first, the assistant decided to open up the snap in the crotch of the bodysuit itself and just release some of the evil goop to see how bad it was. Well, it's a lot worse than anybody anticipated, and suddenly this goo began to drip down the bride's thighs. Horrified, the assistant quickly sealed it back up, and then she and the bride began to hastily wipe up the unearthly goo with paper towels the best they could. But being as though it was such an oily, gel-like consistency, it just simply spread the mess around more and more, thus causing the two to finally give up. Which then led a shell-shocked assistant to watch the bride cry. But this is one determined bride. She wants to make sure this shit happens. Even such a terrible accident is not going to ruin the perfect day, so despite being covered in her own mess, she demands to be let out of the bathroom, even in her current state, so she can make it on time to her first dance, because, quote, all of my guests are waiting on me. So she ends up leaving the bathroom without properly cleaning herself up first and takes her beautiful groom's hand on the dance floor. And speaking of hands, the wedding planner happened to notice as well that as she reached for her groom's hand, her manicured nails, these perfectly painted, beautiful French tips, were actually caked with the residue of the diarrhea. Mm -mm embedding mm -mm. itself in her nail bed. Nope. She walked over and tried to scrape the poop out with a fabric stain wipe, but instead just managed to smear it and make it a little bit worse. And so then the introduction for the couple's first dance takes place. The dance starts, and the whole new batch of fresh fecal hell is unleashed. Because when the newlywed couple's first dance was, you know, going on, it's a choreographed affair. And so as soon as the groom twirls around and puts his hand right on the back of her waist to spin her around, the pressure of the hand released the shit-filled body balloon, causing the poop to immediately erupt out the top like a squishy little poop volcano and then start to soak in the back of her wedding dress. To everyone's horror, they watched as an oily brown stain slowly began to spread across the mid-back of the beautiful bride's wedding gown and creep up the back. Mm. And the groom, of course, had his hand firmly planted in the middle of the poo stain. Things got so gross and smelled so bad, the DJ started to even complain about the smell coming from the bride just as they were finishing the dance. And as the epilogue to this tale of sadness goes on, let's finish this in the wedding planner's own words. She said, As they left the dance floor, I had someone rush wet napkins to the groom to begin to clean his hands, and then to bring me the bride herself. The support tent was closed down then, and I pulled a tub of clean water from the caterers. She walked in to find me in dish gloves and a poncho, talking about the bride, like an American psycho. And then for five minutes, I was sponging down a sobbing, completely naked bride while I questioned every decision that led me to this point. The diarrhea was everywhere, spreading in a thin layer across her entire body. It may be the most disgusting thing I've ever dealt with. With her clean, though, I threw away the waist-shaping bodysuit and scrubbed down the $15,000 wedding gown back in a plastic basin. 
The inner lining was a loss, and I cut it out completely. Yeah. Dressed again and offered a Xanax, the bride was a little worse for wear, except for missing her dinner. The support tent smelled like a sewer and just had to be closed down for the remainder of the event. The groom was a sport and never directly said anything, but asked if they could cancel the garter toss because he really didn't want to go inside the skirt. You know who I blame for this? I blame society. I blame... No, I blame society. Society? Yeah, look, here's the Mm. thing. Ladies, look, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, okay? Your husband is marrying you, so right off the gate, he automatically thinks you're the most beautiful thing in the whole entire world. So the fact that you're freaking the fuck out and you're like, oh, I got to do a body cleanse. I got No, just knock it the fuck off. Okay, the only person that you should be concerned with on that day uh-huh. is your uh-huh. husband. And if right off the bat, he's just like, boom, most beautiful woman in the world, you're, you're done. You uh-huh. don't need to go through all this other crap to, con- uh-huh. you know, Oh, my God. You know, Debbie from fucking accounting is going to be in the audience, and I just know that this bitch is going to jet. No, fuck Debbie in accounting. Fuck all those other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? If Jerry says, babe, you're the most beautiful thing everybody lays out on, then it doesn't matter what you what your dress looks like. It doesn't matter how your hair is did up. <laughs> it don't matter what your nails look like. Right. You could, you could fucking come in jeans and a T-shirt, and he's just going to be stoked that he's marrying you. But you freak the mm-hmm. fuck out over all this crap, and then you fucking basically ruin your day, smell like raw sewage. Literally. And you know what? Fuck this wedding planner, too. <laughs> you couldn't go get, like, a box yeah. knife and just cut, like, a fucking hole in the bottom of this bodysuit <laughs> and then say, hey, plant your <laughs> ass over this trash can and let it loose. I'll hold the dress so we don't make a mess. I'll get the body wipes because obviously you're paying me, like, 40 fucking grand anyway. So, you know what? I'm getting paid to wipe yeah. your ass. I don't even give a shit. Like, you could have done this so much better. No shit. I'd wipe an ass for yeah. a lot less. So, I mean, fuck it. You know, when dad dad was sick and dad was sick four years ago, I had to fucking wipe his ass for free. I didn't get uh-huh. paid for it. You didn't hear me fucking complaining. Yep. So what exactly. the fuck? Like, you could have done this. You could have done this, boo, a whole lot better than what you did, but you done fucked up. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all I got. Mm-hmm. You know? I like that. You could have got a box cutter. Got a box. Um, and that being said, man, quick little mention here. Hats off to all the CNAs out there and also personal nurses. Shayla is a CNA among some of her friends, and that's a real shitty job, pun intended. Um, people don't really realize what kind of a job that is. But, man, hats off to all you guys. Uh, next up, when you finally say, you know what, this is the woman or the man I want to marry, and you give them that ring and make that promise to engage them, You also are accepting the fact that at some point in your life, before or after you say I do, you're going to walk in with this person shitting with the door open. That just comes with the fucking, you know, that just comes with the vows. (laughs) Last night, I got home. Dude, my fucking back hurt. My fucking feet hurt. So, you know what? I'm in Uh the bathtub with the bath salt. I'm listening to, like, some fucking Zen music on my phone. I got one leg propped over the fucking bathtub hanging out like dangling in midair i got a fucking like you know old-fashioned in the other hand i'm just like zoned out mm-hmm. fucking wife with god bless her soul without a beat crack mm-hmm. just kicks open the bathroom door <laughs> and it's just like hey let me tell you the story that i heard and i'm just like you know what yeah go ahead tell me this story and, uh, you know, shit like that, you know, when you love that other person, there's no uncomfortable moments. Like, you just fucking roll with the punches. And then 20 minutes later, my fucking kid cracks open the bathroom door. It's like, God damn it, Dad, where's the fucking phone charger? I, hey, this is my time. 
this is my time, you little dipshit. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here and go figure out the phone charger thing <laughs> on your own. You know? Right. When you're married, you can't poop in peace. And when you have kids, you can't poop in peace. Because everybody's either breaking nope. down the goddamn door, busting down the goddamn door. And I'm like, God mm-hmm. damn it. Amazing. That's all I got. You know? Yep. No, you're good. It's solid. Uh, I'll let you get a little swig of your whiskey, and then I'm going to ask you an important question here. Yeah. You ever play dominoes? Fuck yeah, I've played dominoes. Who the fuck hasn't? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking dominoes, man. What a classic game. Well, here's a new use for a timeless classic game piece. Best pizza ever. Not the best presidential candidate, but, I mean, (laughs) hey, you know, it's all right. Jesus. Yeah. A 29-year-old circumcised Caucasian male patient who was incarcerated at a Midwestern prison presented to the urology clinic with the complaint of a wound on his penile shaft. The patient in question reported as having placed a foreign body in the ventral aspect of his penis approximately five years beforehand as a sexual pleasure device. He claimed that it was a domino, in fact, that he'd shaved down and inserted under the penile skin of his dick. Why? Dude, there better be a sign... There better be a scientific reason, like, dude, I wanted, like, the hardest fucking prison dick that you can imagine, because I was going to give it to all these motherfuckers, so I put a domino in that shit, because it was going to be fucking rock hard Mm 24-7, like, daddy's ready to go in the shower, who dropped the fucking soap? (laughs) Like, that's, that's, that better be where this this story's going, or just, you know what, get the fuck out of here. Well, okay, so before I go into what I'm about to say next, you remember when you were little how you drew a cartoon bone? It's like a heart, like two little balls, and then a shaft, and then two balls in the bottom. Yeah. Like a dog chew toy that looks like a little rubber bone. Yeah. That's how he shaved this thing down. He shaved this thing into the shape of a dog bone. I sent you a picture last night, actually. You did. We're not going to put the picture on YouTube because we're not about to get kicked off of here. I looked at it, and I said, what in the actual uh-huh. fuck is going on? I don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. Lay it on me, daddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he noted that through constant use, he noticed erosion beginning to incur on the skin under his penis over the past several months. It wasn't painful, but he had desired now to have the foreign body removed. The practice of self-inserted penile prosthesis as pleasure devices seemed to be expanding across the general Western population, and there seems to be a new trend in this practice on a basis of published literature. First all, <laughs> first all, Jesus, hold on a second. I'm not even drunk yet. Go ahead. Get a sip. What are you drinking, by the way? You know what I'm drinking? I'm drinking fucking 12-year reserve Knob Creek. Daddy's fucking fancy tonight. What do you mm-hmm. got? What do you got? You started before we recorded. I'm drinking this spice barrel aged Bigfoot barley wine from our buddy Eric. Uh, it's delicious. It's a barley wine aged in barrels. Dude, that one fucked me up the other night when we were playing Fallout 76. It's so good. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're such old men. You drink one beer and you're like, oh, God, it's kicking my ass. Yeah. And I fell asleep yeah. in the middle of playing a game with you. We are officially retirement age. (laughs) Anyway, first of all, the practice seems to be diffusing into the United States prison system similar to the practices seen in Asia and Australia. Second of all, the change in venue and clientele has led the adoption of different shapes used for the prosthesis being placed. Penile implants are inert objects placed under the skin of the penis shaft through the incision 
and are variously referred to as Yakuza beads, pearls, penile implants, penile beads, penile nodules, penile inserts, speed bumps, and penile marbles whoa, in whoa, English whoa. literature. Did you just say speed bumps? Yeah. Dude, what the, what the what? I did. That's the one Shayla stopped me on too. Speed bump? <laughs> what's uh what's the pro Scared. of having a speed bump? Like why would one wanna why would one want a speed yeah. bump? You don't want to slow down, you want to go faster, baby. Um I think hmm. the whole idea here is it's pleasurable for him or her, but not you. Like you're much of a giver, you know, it's not really for you so much. Mm, fuck that. Objects placed underneath the skin of the penile shaft may include ball bearings, plastic beads made from toothbrushes, glass, metal pellets, silicone, precious metals, marbles, or even pearls. The practice is distinct from inflatable prostheses or semi-rigid bars to treat impotence. Now, there are multiple cases and reports of U.S. inmates placing penile implants. Similar to the three cases reported by Hudek et al., the current case involves an inmate in the United States prison system who self-inserted domino fragments into the ventrum of his penis. Incidentally, the patient mentioned that some of his fellow inmates have performed similar, similar implants. This was corroborated by the prison guards accompanying the patient, and this, along with the report of growing evidence that the practice is more common in the penile system, the penal system, sorry, <laughs> than reports in the medical literature. What were traditionally glass spheres have become dominoes, whittled into irregular shapes. In our current case, the object was shaved down, um, was a shaved down domino similar to a dog bone. The change of shape may be what has affected the natural progression of the implants. In the reports by Thompson and uh, Sunanari, very few of the reported cases result in explanation of the prosthesis because erosion or infection. In contrast, many cases say the placement of these irregular shapes in foreign bodies each required explanation secondary to infection. So, yeah, your dick's infected. Why'd you do it? Hey, did I... I, I think I told you this story. I, I don't know when the last time we talked about it on the show, but you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that guy. I can't think of anything that reminds you of putting dominoes in your dick that we've talked well, about. Yeah, hold on, though. So there's this guy in France, like 1800s, right? He's a farmer, and mm -hmm. he's 14, 15. Like, his dick gets hard for the first time, and so he's, instead of milking the cow, he's yanking his crank, you know, getting some yogurt. He's milking and, the bull. <laughs> yeah, you know. And he's like, oh, my God, this is the best sensation, you know, ever. So, you know, Pierre is spending, like, 12 hours a day fucking masturbating in the farm field, not doing, like, anything. And, the like, the town folk are, getting, like, getting mad at him. And they're like, dude, you got to fucking milk the cow, not your dick. But he's out there, like, chicka, 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 just, go, like, going to town, right? So mm. he ended up creating, like, nerve damage he masturbated so much he created nerve mm. damage uh to his his penis and then <laughs> like you know he's got like calluses no. on it you, know, you broke it <laughs> he broke it so he's like uh -huh. okay so how do how do i fix this so then he explores like putting like twigs and shit on the tip of his dick and all of a sudden he's like oh my god i got yeah. feeling back so now the townsfolk are like, where the fuck's Pierre? Is he, like, fucking milking the cows? No, he's got a fucking branch in his dick, and he's like, arr, 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 just, like, going back and forth, going mm, to town. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, it got so bad that he created calluses on the 
inside of his dick. So then he goes and yeah. takes like a fucking cleaver or butcher knife and fucking splits his dick like a sausage so that he can get the stick mm-hmm. further down past the calluses. It starts to get infected. Uh, he like goes to like the you know French school of medicine and they're like this number one case study of what you mm-hmm. should not do with your dick. And then he ends up dying of like gangrene and like, you know, whatever. But I just anytime I think of a guy that's like, you know, I'm like going to like self mutilate my dick for pleasure. I think of old Pierre back Mm -hmm. in France. And I'm just like, man, just look, you know, when they that old saying, when you whack it, you'll go blind. That's not true. But you could die Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you could like get calluses and you're so obsessed with it. You're going to fucking mutilate your dick and get gangrene. So mm-hmm. you might not get a hairy palms, people, but maybe self-restraint. That's all I'm saying. You know, w- once or twice a day, whatever. I don't judge. Yep. Yeah. Um, now that you tell that story, I don't remember what episode it was, but I do have explicit um, memories of that story of shoving branches in his dick and then basically cutting his dick down the middle. So I apologize. Yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah. Um, it also reminds me a little bit of Albert Fish, man. We don't really do too much true crime, but I know uh, Fire Pixie asks about it. But did you ever yourself read much about Albert Fish? Uh-uh. We won't cover it on this episode because we just don't have the time. But um, let's just say one of his favorite pastimes to do to himself was to insert needles, like sewing needles, into his dick and into his testicles and into his pelvis. Oh. Mm. Yeah, he was a real son of a bitch, a real fucking bastard. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Albert Fish. We're here to talk about other people's dicks. So next up, over in Thailand, we've got 37-year-old Thanafat Mayad, who back on December 9th of last year was admitted to the Bang Lumong Hospital in Chonburi Province because his genitals painfully swelled up to giant proportions due to some sketchy penis enlargement injections that became infected. See, not all plastic surgery is done by health experts, and you can't trust everyone, apparently, and in this guy's case, silicone filler had just been injected all willy-nilly into his willy. Now, the injections weren't inserted into his penis uh, inside prison. They actually happened before he went to prison. But to add insult to injury, Thanafat is now a convict who's spending time in prison due to being a thief. Why are we talking about old Thanafat? Well, in spite of having a big swollen ding-dong, this dude's also got some pretty big balls. <laughs> because he attempted a pretty big escape plan while he was hospitalized off-site due to severe infections occurring on his penis. But since he was a convict, he wasn't necessarily on easy street, and while he was laid up in a hospital, he was actually cuffed and chained to a hospital bed with two guards outside of his room. So while he's in the hospital with his dick just oozing pus and everything else, Mm. he had his wife, Wasana, 30 years old, smuggle in a pair of steel cutters to break the restraints chaining him to the hospital bed while hiding behind the curtain dividers. So then, with the catheter still inserted into his dick, still hanging from his penis, he gets up out of bed, leaves the hospital room on the seventh floor, and is seen on CCTV hobbling through the hospital corridors completely undetected. He then took an elevator to the ground floor and left the building through a window. However, Thanafat's freedom is short-lived as he was found by police just 28 hours later on December 10th 
hiding under a black bag while huddled on the rooftop of the hospital's psychiatric ward less than 70 feet away from the surgical ward. He was then taken back to the emergency room because he was in pretty piss poor condition with agonizing pain coming from his even more swollen and even worse infected manhood. When the authorities asked him what exactly he was trying to accomplish with the flaccid escape plan, I wrote that by the way, <laughs> the runaway patient told authorities that he was driven to commit the jailbreak because he, quote, missed his family. He said, I had the penis enlargement operation before I went to jail. It became infected because I couldn't care for it properly. And then as things progressed, I just saw the opportunity to escape from the hospital because I wanted to see my wife again. I wanted to give her the big old dick. Ooh, I can't imagine, dude. Now we're talking about splitting that thing in half like yeah. your buddy in the hot dog in France. Man, Ooh. I want to give her the penis pus. Come on, baby, break me out. Ew. Ew. I'm sure there's a fetish there somewhere. Yeah. So Thanafat allegedly borrowed another patient's cell phone to tell his wife to bring in the steel cutters. He said he fled behind the building and climbed up a power post to the top of the psychiatric ward after a security guard, a security guard saw him trying to flee the hospital. Dude, he got, dude, he got a, he got a penis enlargement. Dude, he's oh. ready to bring it. Dude, he's got the BBC accent. He's like, well, hello. <laughs> now, because that's the problem, dude. Like, I'm no penis enhancement expert, but I do believe the actual procedure involves more than just shoving a syringe and injecting just fucking bare silicone into your shaft. Mm. I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, probably. But you know what? You got to rock what God gave you. That's all I'm saying. That's it, man. Just be proud of what you got. Officials said Thanafat will be charged for attempting to escape prison while his wife, Wasana, will be detained for helping an inmate escape. Meanwhile, the Deputy Permanent Secretary of the Ministry of Justice and Acting Director of General Department of Corrections said... A committee has been created to examine the facts. We have to investigate how the prisoner was able to escape. Because the two guards who were guarding the prisoner also seemingly missed him, just strolling out of the hospital room, bare-ass, with a catheter still dangling from his (laughs) ding-dong. I also added that second part there. But still, the dude just walks out, catheter just fucking hanging between his legs, dragging a little pee-pee trail behind him as he's walking down the hallway, bare ass, just blowing in the fucking wind. I think what Walks happened... Walks right out of the hospital. I don't fucking get it. And the security guards turned around and looked at him, and they made eye contact, and then they looked down, and they saw what was fucking hanging between those legs, and they're like, nope. Today. <laughs> Fuck that. You know? Uh, if you got a baby arm that size, you could probably do some damage. I, I guess so, man. I guess so. Or... As our buddy Matt would say, nudity makes people uncomfortable, so the guards simply just looked away. They're like, whoa, yeah, that's the penis I didn't want to see today. I'm turning around. How about a smooth transition into our next topic here? Things that make you go, ugh. If you're like me, you might also be wondering to yourself, self, what other penile operations have gone awry, and what are the doctors like that perform such miracles? Well, unrelated to the previous story we just covered, it looks like a mangling a man's penis during a botched illegal surgery will cost a high-life Florida woman 40 months behind bars. Neri Cavajal Gonzalez, 39 years old, pleaded guilty on Wednesday for her role in two ill-fated penis enhancement procedures that took place inside a high-life warehouse back in 2014 and 2015. In the penis case, the unidentified victim in his, ni- in his 50s 
used to receive facials from Gonzalez <laughs> and eventually agreed. Never used the word penis and facials in the same sentence for fuck's sake, dude. I can't I can't do it. I can't do oh it. Oh my god, I <laughs> I walked right into it, man. You walked right into There's egg on my face. <laughs> uh, in the first penis case, the identif- unidentified man in his 50s used to receive facials from Gonzalez and eventually agreed to the illegal cosmetic procedure. Well, things didn't go exactly as planned, and soon the penis enhancement operation got out of her hands, and Gonzalez turned to a disgraced plastic surgeon named Mark Schreiber to help repair the damage that she'd already done. The second surgery, performed alongside Gonzalez, took place in the same highlight warehouse and was also a failure. The police said the victim's penis looked mutilated and was missing skin and was raw and swollen. The penis also had retracted in size and was very, very small. Mm. According to the prosecutor, Schreiber's remedy was to tell the man to tie two popsicle sticks to the penis to keep it straight while it healed. The unnamed victim said this was absolutely the worst experience of his life. I hope it's his only experience having fucking dick surgery in a warehouse. Hey, real quick, I want to interrupt. Anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I have a restream up in the corner so I can monitor the chat. So Matt. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fire Pixie, you know, Lazarus, thanks for commenting. This fucker on Twitch, this probably goddamn AI bot. Hello. Sorry for bothering you. I want to offer you a promotion for your channel, viewers, followers, view chat, bots, etc. The price is, no, hey. AI, fuck off. We're talking about dicks. We don't have time for your fake bullshit. We're not giving you yeah. money. Okay, continue. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, AI. You better come correct. Give me a weird dick story. Then we'll yeah. talk about promotions. Yeah. God dang it. Any hoozle. Gonzalez could have faced between 93 months and 35 years in prison had she lost the trial. But under a plea agreement... Gonzalez only gets three years of probation, but must testify against Schreiber. Lawyers said that Gonzalez accepted responsibility for her actions and showed true remorse from the beginning. Her cooperation with the state allowed her to avoid a stiff sentence. That's a <laughs> shitty pun. I didn't write that God one. damn it, dude. And provided a fair resolution for all parties uh. involved. <laughs> Schreiber, who had a long and troubled history of botched plastic surgeries, surrendered his medical license years ago and also served two years in prison for practicing medicine without a license. He continued practicing medicine covertly, according to the prosecutors, and pleaded not guilty last month in the penis surgery case. Schreiber remains jailed while he awaits trial. Gonzalez's plea deal is the latest criminal case involving botched cosmetic surgeries in South Florida, which is apparently a massive hub for sham doctors who offer cheap cosmetic procedures that can be per- performed in their high-paying patients' homes or in cheap warehouses and folk clinics. Oh, yeah, dude. The Another my, suspect. The My Strange Addiction. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever like watched that, but there was like a lady that I don't know if it was South Florida, but she got so addicted to like mm-hmm. injections that she like was hosting parties. 
And she contacted somebody, and they're like, fuck yeah, dude, I can do a fucking injection party for you. And she ended up putting cement mm-hmm. in a syringe and injecting it into this lady's ass. And so then, like, all of a sudden, the cement uh-huh. hardens, and she's got, like, this hard, lumpy ass. And she's like, you know what, though? I'm still addicted. I, oh, I, I, I want to go ahead and have more parties. And so, yeah, that that whole, like, Ugh. that that area of, like, injections and there are so Florida? many just mm-hmm. fucking frauds out there that are just like, you know what? Uh, yeah, you know what? This is top-notch Botox. And when in all, in all reality, it's like uh-huh. fucking, like, you know, glue or whatever they can find, cement, and they're just injecting it to your body, taking your money, and be mm-hmm. like, eh, mm-hmm. it's not my fucking problem if you die. Should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Well, you know? stay with me, because I might reference that here in a second. Another suspected unlicensed clinic doctor, Jose Robusto, is awaiting trial for manslaughter for the death of a 28-year-old Suyima Torres who was injected in the buttocks with a silicone substance and then later died in April 2013. And not too long ago, another high-like couple pleaded guilty after botched injection that disfigured the rump of a stripper. And yet another more infamously known case, a Miami Gardens woman named O'Neill Ron Morris garnered worldwide headlines for injecting cash-strapped women with a concoction of fix-a-flat tire sealant, cement silicone, mineral oil, and superglue. She's now facing a manslaughter charge again after one woman died in Broward <laughs> County. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the story you're talking about. But she used fucking Fix-A-Flat, dude. Yeah, Fix-A-Flat. Hey, your ass is not big enough? Don't worry, dude. I got a can of Fix-A-Flat. We'll, we'll fucking just we'll fix that, baby. Come on, man. <laughs> that, that's a terrible joke. Yeah. Fix-A-Flat. <laughs> well, moving on, folks. This episode's also Ladies' Night. Let's not leave out the women. Oh, it's going to be Ladies' Night. Right, you're right. Uh, 25-year-old... <laughs> Sorry. A 25-year-old from North Carolina named Sam explained how she wore tight-fitting shorts on a full day-long date recently with a guy she recently met and then revealed that she had a wedgie for eight hours straight but didn't think much about it until the next day when she woke up with a really sore butt. Mm. She wrote it off, but it didn't go away. And as days went on, she kept feeling more and more sick, eventually going to the doctor. Her physician gave her antibiotics for a possible skin infection near her rear, but unfortunately, the medicine didn't keep, uh, that didn't help her, and the next day, she felt so bad she couldn't even walk due to stabbing pains in her backside. It hurt so much that she went to the ER, where she was admitted to the ICU with what doctors diagnosed as a bacterial skin infection called cellulitis, which had led to life-threatening septic shock. Hmm. She then stayed in the ICU for a week and was even told she might actually have to have the infected part of her butt cut off. But thankfully, the infection healed, and so did the wound. In a follow-up, she explained that part of the issue was she wore a boy short-style underwear, which kept bunching up under her denim shorts. So she confessed in the comments that she actually spent the day picking mini wedgies out due to the boy shorts. And it turns out those wedgies were what caused her to begin to chafe, and likely she thus developed a small cut from the chafing. Then bacteria got into the cut, which gave her the cellulitis and the sepsis. 
Wouldn't it be great if the next question was, so Preston, what's the worst wedgie you ever had? <laughs> Dude, I've never had a wedgie, but... No. I've had swamp ass before. Ever? I get wedgies daily, dude. No. You never had your, your, your undies just creep up, your ass crack before? I'm not talking about like ones that give you like a butthole infection, but like you never just had to pull out your undies? Mm-mm. Dude, swamp ass though, I've had huh. swamp ass. All right. Like I've been out like where it's hot, and then I didn't, yeah. I didn't put the... You know, there's that uh, powder called like monkey butt or whatever. <laughs> Dude, that thing is a yeah. fucking lifesaver. Like in the summertime, when my son and I go shotgun sh- competition shooting, it's fucking hot as shit. Uh-huh. Monkey butt in the underwear <laughs> and monkey butt in the shoes are a fucking lifesaver. They will save mm-hmm. you all day long. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, monkey butt, pay us because I'll promo that shit all day long. Well, to round out my uh, portion of the show, Preston, I know how much you love ancient folklore, so we got to share. Oh, whoa, whoa. Mm. Matt says, uh, guys, back to work, stay spooky, stay sexy, and keep your dicks away from Florida. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> no shit, we will. Meth gator. We will. All We're right, saying. Matt, take it easy, buddy. <laughs> right. Okay, as I was saying, I know, Preston, you love ancient folklore, so we're going to oh, have to yeah. share the century-old folkloric story of Lama Drukta Kunli. In a remote corner of the world lies the ancient landlocked kingdom of Bhutan, surrounded by the mighty Himalayas and bordering India and China. This Buddhist country is often referred to as the last Shangri-La or the land of the thunder dragon. But it's in this obscure kingdom where the erstwhile capital of Punaka continues to fiercely practice an age-old tradition of worshipping maybe the most intriguing and sacred object of all, the phallus. That's right, folks. Apparently, many a traveler have told the tale of how, while traveling to the last Shangri-La, there appears to be dicks everywhere you look as far as your eye can see. Mm. Ornate penises can be seen flanking doorways, hanging off rooftops, painted on the side of homes, used as signage, and even used in window displays. Oftentimes depicted, or dick-picked, that's me, uh, with bright yellows and pastel pinks. Sometimes hairy, sometimes even enveloped by some dragon spitting fire. Hey, baby. Some with piercing eyeballs. I'm gonna, I'm and gonna, even others depicted as ejaculating. I'm going to go get a refill. You keep talking. You tell your story. Uh, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna I can't. I can't tell a story. I included for. Oh, because you can listen. Yeah, I can listen from you afar. Can listen. I hope you can walk. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you don't have to go far. God bless America. God bless America. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, you can't walk, can you? You poor thing. I probably can. We'll figure it out. You keep going though. <laughs> All right, well, don't worry about responding. I wrote, Preston, honey, how exactly does this rather shocking display of male genitalia fit with this seemingly old-school traditional country? Because And they what's do, with they all these the penises? Fucking, they had to tell the fucking Thunder Dragon that they're all about fucking, like, cocks and shit. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> well, okay, you're wrong. The story dates back to the 15th century with the arrival of an eccentric and maverick Tibetan lama named Drupa Kunli. Sorry, Drupa Kunli, a.k.a. the saint of 5,000 women. It's believed that Kunli shot an arrow from the ancient location of Tibet in order to mark a new spot to spread his teachings. 
The arrow lands close to the site of the present-day Chimi Lakang in Punaka, which is where his temple stands today, and this action led him to Bataan. While searching for the arrow, he chanced upon a young girl who he conversed with about his mission, and after chatting for a bit, the young lady really bought into his cause of spreading the Buddhist teachings. And thus, pleased with her loyalty, he spent the night with her, and he blessed her with his offspring. After this introduction to Bataan, his travels across the kingdom so revealed to him the strict ways of the clergy and their unwavering adherence to orthodox societal norms. With a pledge to rid the people of their conventional ways, he set out to spread the true teachings of Buddha and also spread the party to the people. His philandering ways were so heavy with sexual overtones and his messages were often delivered with such outlandish actions, he also earned the nickname of the Divine Madman. His intention was to show people, especially the clergy, that it was possible to both be enlightened and impart enlightenment while still leading a very sexy health life, <laughs> a very healthy sex life, and demonstrate to the clergy that celibacy is not necessary for being a good person. In addition, he wanted to expand the range of means by which enlightenment could be imparted while adding new evolutionary prospects to the overarching traditions. And in nothing but sheer coincidence, it also just so happens that it was with his schlong that he enlightened folks, especially the ladies. And so it's with that, the fact that he enlightened people with his schlong bestowed with the power to awaken those who were unenlightened, that Kuhnley's penis was then renamed and thus referred to as the thunderbolt of flaming wisdom. Dude, that fucking that fucking sounds like really bad cult leaders. <laughs> hey, baby, let me enlighten you with my dick. It does, yeah, right. You know right. What the problem yeah, is you might be like you, you haven't been enlightened with my dick. <laughs> let me go ahead and give you a taste. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. What's her name? Yeah. Have you been enlightened by my penis? And so with his body poetry. <laughs> right. Have you heard the good word? <laughs> Also, with his body poetry, titillating humor, and drunken, wine-induced sermons. <laughs> they call my dick my lord. <laughs> Have you been enlightened by my oh, lord? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, with this and his body poetry, titillating humor, and drunken, wine-induced sermons, he deliberately shocked people into questioning the establishment and overthrowing traditions. This guy was just one crazy, groovy bastard. But hey, listen, I know what you're thinking. Sean, what's with all the lack of dicks, right? This is all great and all, but we need more dicks. Okay, well, perhaps the most famous legend, which points directly toward the phallic symbolism, is that of the time that Lama Kunli used his flaming thunderbolt of wisdom to subjugate a demoness named Loro Duim, who resided in the present-day Lucha La Paz, who would spend her days terrorizing anybody who dared to walk past this certain chunk of land. Well, during his misadventures, the wild and wacky llama heard about the she-demon's wretched exploits, and thus he decided, fuck it, I'm a fuck it. And he began to hunt down and eventually chase out the demon from Dochula to the current site of Chimila Kang Temple. Now, the fleeing demoness transformed herself into a dog in hopes of avoiding being caught, 
but the kinky and cunning Cunley recognized her instantly and coerced her into turning back into her more human and curvy form. Then he used his thunderbolt, the flaming wisdom, to enlighten her. And after she was enlightened as much as he could enlighten anybody, he quickly killed her and buried her body in the hillock. Well, that's one minute of enlightenment, baby. It's the best one minute of your life. <laughs> Hold on a second. You want the spark notes, baby? Yeah. It's been a long day. <laughs> after that, he built a black Buddhist shrine, or a chorten, over her grave. His cousin then, Lam Nguyen, uh, Shiragyal, which I am sorry, guys, that's not even close. Eh, it's, good. it's good enough for this show. <laughs> good enough for this show. He built a Lakang in honor of his illustrious relative and named it Chimmy Lakang, named so after the subjugation. Chimmy means no dog, and Lakang means temple. There are so many other anecdotes about this mad saint's indocracies. One of them states that once he was gifted with a holy thread to tie around his neck to show people how truly holy and enlightened he really was, to really express his status among mere mortals. So what did he do with the string pressing? Well, he decided instead of using it as a necktie, he would just tie that around his dick, mm. shockingly stating to the masses, maybe this would bring me more luck with the ladies. <laughs> This is why a few of the current paintings and sculptures around Bataan have also had ribbons tied around phalluses. Another tale talks about how he supposedly urinated on a holy scroll in protest that things just shouldn't be taken quite so seriously. Wow. And while Drukpa Kunli wasn't widely accepted during his time, I wonder why, today he's worshipped for his bold ways and for the essence of his teachings. The locals continue to paint the phallus outside their homes to ward off evil spirits and invoke the fertility gods. And today also many newly married and childless couples from all over the world will hike to the temple of fertility to seek blessings from the divine thunderbolt, a.k.a. the ancient wooden phallus totem. There's even a picture book inside the temple with snapshots of visitors who have sent in pictures of newborn infants months after visiting the temple. <laughs> Man. I got that holy enlightened dick, and then we got pregnant. <laughs> yep. Whoa. You got it, buddy. Okay, well, here's the part of the show where I take a deep breath <laughs> and a big drink and say, Preston, what the fuck did you bring to the table, pal? <laughs> Man, I really need to remodel my basement steps because there's not like a handrail. And I almost did <laughs> not make it back down. I'm just oh, saying. No. But let me get it. Let me get a drink of this 12 year Knob Creek Reserve. Oh, fuck yeah. That's where it's at. Mm-mm-mm. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so historically, you have brought to us all sorts of paranormal and supernatural smut. Um, I don't know. I'm going to take it by just peeking at the title here. Yeah, look, hold on. This one's not really paranormal. Like, you know the, the fable tale of the princess and the frog? Say no more, fam. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah, we're 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 gonna we're we're gonna bust that one out of its whatever. So, anyways, this uh, I I I bought this years ago. Pervert! I bought this quintology of smut books. We got you know, ravaged by Bigfoot, gnome Dickby. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what else is in there. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I was looking through them today, and I was like, "Ooh, amphibious lover." Maybe this is like Loch Ness dong. And then I'm like, started reading it. I'm like, you know what? It's not. Mm -hmm. But as I got toward the end of it, it was really 
The problem is some of these smut books are like five chapters of bullshit, so they really like try to like draw this out. And this one is only two chapters. I'm like, ooh, we could do this in one show. So that's the only reason why I picked it. Plus, Jesus. It's, you know, it's, it's got uh, it's very descriptive words about a creamy pussy. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? It's our Jesus. late night ep- late night episode. Why not? You know what? We haven't talked about a creamy yep. pussy in yep. a long time. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, you know? Jesus H, man. Who who am I playing? You're the yeah. princess, and I'm the frog. But look, I, I don't have a good... I'm going to go through the voices okay. real quick, okay? <laughs> ribbit. Oh, you don't have to use voices, man. <sighs> Rip, ribbit, ribbit. Rivet, rivet. Okay, not bad. Rivet, rivet, motherfucker. Ooh, okay, I'm off to the races. Rivet, rivet, motherfucker. Nope, nope. Just curled back in like a bad surgery. Uh, the, the brown, the brown light's the best one. This one right here makes me feel like a sexy frog. This is the one that you like the best. Like hey, whatever you say, pal. Hey, yo, that's a yo. sound bite that's gonna be turned into an iTunes remix. Yeah, yo, yo, princess, you want this fucking truck? Frog tongue in your pussy. Like, that's the one that sounds the best? Okay, Jesus. Cool, Red it is. Or brown it is. Okay, we got this. <laughs> you, oh, you let me no. know. Hold on, hold on. Let me Mom, get a... this is the part where you stop listening. I'm gonna drag your vape and I'll get a mouthful of this bug. Yeah, let me get a drag of my vape. Let me get a let me get another swig of this fucking knob creek. You know, I thought since we're talking about dicks. You know, all night long, I thought Knob Creep was pretty much accurate to be drinking. You know? <laughs> Knob Creek. Yeah. I like it. I see what you did there. I'm yeah. into it. So, also, this is the part where, like, the first few of these we did, <laughs> I would censor those because we were just an audio podcast. Yeah, we can't censor it And it made it even it funnier because it was just like, beep, bloop, bloop, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and then, like, one of them was so filthy, I just turned it into, like, a <laughs> it just yeah. trailed off it and I cut bad. it. Um, this is why we have YouTube, folks. If you want to hear the true, uncut, uncensored <laughs> filth. Um, yeah. Here we go. All, All right, buddy. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off, Let's man. just pull it off. My Amphibian Lover by Eva Roche Posey. Story takes place in Seville, Spain. Main character, played by Sean, Princess Al- Alessandra. Okay. Yeah, raise the glass. Prettiest girl at the prom. Prettiest girl at the prom. It was a hot summer evening, and Princess Alessandra had found a shady spot among a few trees beside a beautiful reflective pond. It was a peculiar pond, and she lazily wondered why she hadn't noticed it before. Because most of her father's land was arid, not lush and green. It was a fucking shithole. <laughs> And this place was cool and comfortable earth. Other than a, a new pond appearing in the castle grounds, the princess had another hidden treat up her sleeve. A brand new golden vibrator. She had paid a guard to fetch it for her, crying that she had the most terrible knot in her back, whatever, don't be lying, from playing the new cricket course and that he must be utterly quiet around the uh, the fetching as the king and queen did not allow instruments that commoners were using that's right 
Royalty don't use vibrators. Well, filthy commoners. Only the only the plebes. <clears throat> Luckily, the old guard had no clue as to what the vibrator was or even what it was for, and he followed the princess's orders diligently. She had been squirming with delight all morning while eating breakfast with her royal family. Feeling with her eggs, the golden she's vibrator, and just rubbing it sleek, out. Sleek, cool body rub against the vulnerable, fair skin of her forearm all day was unbearable. She just had to get away from the castle for a few moments and get a good look at her new treasure. Although she was already late for dinner, Princess Ali- Al- Alessandra was in no hurry to get back to her hectic royal life so she laid down next to the pond she smiled as she unsheathed her golden friend you know like like uh, the fucking Shing. Excalibur you know she's like Ding. you know like maybe like a lightsaber she just <laughs> blared it to light I don't know anyways from the lace of her of her dress it dazzled her as the sun glinted and reflected bits of magic across her face whoa she stroked the sleek long shaft and kissed the bullet shaped tip idly she traced the vibrator the down fuck, man yeah down her neck <laughs> whoa over her breast she wondered when mm. she when she would be touched by someone else like come on when is when is a dude Gonna fucking perk up these nips. You know what? The vibrators is doing such a good job. <laughs> anyway, she tried hard to imagine a face <clears throat> to construct a very handsome face, but she struggled with her imagination. And she just twisted her wrist to bring the golden tip back over the mound of her breast. And it slipped and rolled over her body. She felt helpless as she felt her treasure escape her grasp. And splash into the pond next to her. All right, dude, fucking Southern Belle. Don't let me down. Oh, no, my beautiful golden vibrator. (laughs) Oh, there it is. There it is. Man. She got onto her knees. (laughs) Yeah! And looked up into the water, searching for her lost treasure. The pond was too deep and murky to see any sign of her golden vibrator. She lowered. I choked, I choked, and it wasn't even a bad part. <laughs> uh, this is the best part right here. Is get, to get these lines out of Sean. <laughs> yeah. To get these lines out of Sean is really No, well, ne- <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just choked, and there was nothing even salacious. Uh. Now, I'll never have an orgasm. I'll get an old and full of dust like my mother and never feel a true orgasm. A teardrop hit the water, and she heard a croaky voice. Yes, you will. Princess Alessandra wiped her tears and looked around the field. She was afraid of a peeping Tom, fucking perverts watching her, and had witnessed her very private moment. Who's there? She tried tried hard to imagine a face, to construct a very handsome face, and she struggled with her imagination, and 
as she twisted her wrist to bring the golden tip back over. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I think I fucked You're up You're losing on that. them, pal. You're <laughs> losing them. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, go on. Carry on. I said, who's there? Here, princess. I'm right here on this lily pad. She looked down through the pond and was horrified to find a small frog sitting on the lily pad. Ugh, an ugly old frog. Damn, girl, calm down. Anyways, for a moment she con- uh, she considered that she had hallucinated. She stared intently at the frog's mouth. I can, I can help you, princess. You can talk. I uh, realize a beautiful lady such as yourself would uh, never want to speak with a creature such as myself. I mean, I've got bumps all over me. I'm, you know, I'm a toad, but uh, I think you'll be quite pleased once you get to know me, if you know what I'm saying. The princess stared at the, f- at the bumpy skin, glistening as her golden treasure once did. His large, protruding eyes gulped back into his head, one after the other, as he waited for her response. She blinked. She was both amazed and a little disgusted. How can a disgusting little frog help a beautiful princess? Well, hey, baby, I can get your vibrator back for you. It uh, fell deep into the pond, but uh, I don't know. I know where it is. You know what I'm saying? But uh, will you do me a favor? (laughs) The princess was taken back. Why would she ever do something for a motherfucking frog? I will do anything you desire. I can move you to a bigger pond. I'll hire a groundskeeper to keep your home clean. No. No, princess. I want you, baby. I want you to promise to love me and take me to your home with you. And then let me... Let me... And then... And then I'll get your vibrator, baby. Well, that's absurd. She balked. Ugh. But then remembered how truly beautiful her new golden treasure was. She hadn't even the pleasure of turning it on. Hmm. Well, all right. As I said, I'll do anything you desire. You can come home with me and be my lover. I promise. With that, the frog deep dived into the pond without a sound and... Setting barely a ripple upon the surface, she watched his strong hiding legs. God damn those legs. They're fucking ripped, dude. Disappeared, <laughs> and his webbed feet pushed away. She waited without a sound, but the moment went by, and she waited to get... And she she was giving up. She's like, dude, what the fuck? Where's this, where's this guy at? But then yeah, something, something told her to stay. You know what? Hold on a fucking second. And then... Out of nowhere, the frog emerged triumphantly. Yeah! Fucking vibrator in his mouth, and he rolled the glistening golden vibrator onto the plush grass. Oh, my treasure. Fuck yeah, it's your fucking treasure. Anyway, so she snatched that shit up into her arms and slipped <laughs> it up her sleeve. She ain't letting this fucking shit go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was so excited that she forgot all about the frog, and she just ran right the fuck home. She, you know what? Fuck that frog. The princess settled down into her regal dining chair, fitted with the red velvet and gold-stitched piping. Ooh, 
Fuck, dude. Fucking top notch. Fucking royalty. Anyways, and she she wore her best emerald gown and a plunging neckline. I mean, it was low cuts. So, I mean, you could fucking see what she was packing. And she had this stunning Uh-oh. mauve lipstick. Oh, it was so great. Anyway, she mm-hmm. rarely wore makeup, but tonight after dinner was when she would finally get to, to know her new golden friend, if you know what I mean. So she was fucking excited. She fucking pampered that shit up. And the king and the queen eyed their daughter, and the queen said, Darling, are you expecting? Expecting anyone? Why no, mother? Why did you ask? Well, you just look quite fancy, my darling. I thought perhaps you invited Prince Lars, oh my, for dinner and forgot to tell her. Ugh, Prince Lars. That toad, I wouldn't even invite him to clean our sewage. Just then, there was a knock at the door. Hey, baby. Princess, <laughs> you in there? <laughs> No one, mother, really. You know, look, the princess was genuinely surprised for she'd forgotten about the frog back at the pond. Yo, princess, baby, come on, please let me in. It's your lover. I'm the frog, baby. Princess Alessandra face flush. I mean, she was bright fucking red, right? She remembered the, the frightly promise that she gave the frog. Whoops. Uh-oh. Whether she meant it or not, probably not, it was still a promise, and she hung her head. Darling, don't be ashamed. We want to meet your lover. <laughs> the queen, this, look, she was fucking excited. She's like, fuck yeah, my daughter's <laughs> going to get it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you waiting for? Let this handsome prince in. And with that. The princess slowly opened the door and found the frog sitting in front of her feet. She shuddered. Sound effects, baby. Come on. Shudder for daddy. Ooh. And walked back to her. I thought you let him in. Or did you scare him off? Asked the queen. Mama, he's right here. The frog hopped over to the princess's chair and called up to her. My darling. My baby. My honeypot, please pick me up so I can eat dinner and meet your parents. How peculiar. I hear this voice, but I don't see him. The king and the queen both searched the room with their eyes, but it wasn't until the princess finally picked up that fucking slimy-ass frog and reluctantly set him on the table next to her. His long tongue set to work on the most suckling pig on the center of the table. He lapped up the juices and made low groans of enjoyment. He was like, yeah. This food is delicious. Nothing like what I had back at the pond. A servant entered the room and made a soft announcement. Oh, I'm very sorry to say, but as we did not expect a guest for dinner, we have but only three Desserts. The princess and her guests must share all the food going forward. Yikes. The princess's uh, stomach turned with disgust. I mean, this frog's tongue began slurping and caressing the, the molded fruit pudding. She felt her dinner rise up in her throat like she's about to about fucking just puked it. 
Ugh, this is so fucking disgusting. Without excusing herself, she left the table and filed up the stairs into her room and shut the door. Seeking solace in her isolation, she slumped onto her bed and closed her eyes tightly in efforts to rid the frog of her memory. Fuck that guy. Get the fuck out of here. But something cool touched her arm. And when she opened her eyes, oh yeah, she noticed her golden vibrator had rolled out from under her pillows. Oh, it's you. Why, perhaps you're just what I need after this awful day. Mm-hmm. Princess Alessandra held the cool metal tip against her cheek and rolled it down her face. Careful not to drop it. She caressed her neck and the bountiful cleavage uh, that had spilled out from her tight dress. She traced circles around her nipples and the sensation caused them to heart. <laughs> yeah. She enjoyed the sensation <laughs> and grabbed her other breast. I'm imagining like she's like rubbing uh, and squeezing, rubbing and squeezing. But with all of her effort, she couldn't rid that slimy frog out of her mind. Why must he haunt her during such private times? She twisted the top of the golden vibrator. It emitted a low hum. Yet its power shook her whole hand. It's going all over the place, you know. It's fucking, it's got the power. So she tightened her grip on the powerful treasure and touched it to her nipple. Though the thick layers of her evening gown and her bustier, her nipple still jumped at the exciting sensation and sent ripples deep within her breast. She grasped and held it tightly to her other breast. She couldn't help but let out a small moan. Dude, that's you. Fucking moan. Come on. <laughs> Dude, moan like you mean it. Give me something else. Come on, come on. You got it. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, whatever. It's weak, but we'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Deep. <laughs> Princess Alessandra laid on her back on her lush bed and trace her her top belly with her new friend, squeezing and caressing her breast. She began squirming and shimmering oh, until the until the skirt of her dress had met her mid thigh. She reached down into the place where she had never touched before. <laughs> Jesus man. Yeah. Whoa, uh. it's about to get real here. Anyway <laughs> And she felt a soft mouth of fur. Under dude, this is like seventies, dude. She's fucking rocking the wolf. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Fluffy, is that you? Yeah. Her fingers traveled further down until they met a slight cave and a lot of heat. She was fucking hot. She's ready to go at this point. She gasped. <laughs> Jesus. Man. Hey, hey, I need to hear the sound effect. Come on, gasp for me. <gasps> oh, that's good enough. And her. At her, <laughs> at she gasped at her findings and brought her nervous hand to her mouth. A faint smell wafted. <laughs> Is that a salty day at the pier? No, no, my friends. It reminded her of a musty rose, but much, much sexier. A musky rose. Yeah. A musky rose, not a musty rose. Give Princess Alexandra some credit, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. It Ooh. smelled like an old basement. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like mothballs down there, if you know what I mean. Anyway. <laughs> Her hand traveled back down to explore the secret heat she had just discovered. But in her cloud of hormones, she sent her hand, which it held a vibrator. The second it touched her clitoris, it sent electrical bolts all over her body. She jumped. She gasped again. Oh, let me hear it this time. Come on. Uh, a little more. Come on. I mean, a gasp is just like. <gasps> say it like you mean. A gasp is just an inhale. Like, oh, oh. You know, something like that. Come on, let me hear it. I think you got it. Uh, you, I gotta, you got what I meant. I, I, I got to hear it from you, though, is what I'm saying. Come on, <laughs> lay it on me, baby. <laughs> I mean, you coughed a little bit. We'll give it a go. Anyways, she jumped and gasped at him, <laughs> and But this time, someone heard her. Princess, baby, are you in there? It's that dreadful frog. If I keep quiet, maybe he'll think I'm sleeping, and he'll just go home. The princess decided to be as quiet as she possibly could. But as the vibrator jiggled in her hand, her curiosity got the best of her. She lowered her buzzing hand toward her soft mound and pulled at her skirt as high as it would go. She touched the golden vibrator as gently as she could to the top of her pussy. It vibrated all her little soft hairs underneath her knickers. <laughs> she breathed out gently. Jesus. Come on, breathe out gently for me. Let me hear it. Oh, yeah, there it is. She increased the pressure and felt the metal tip against her sensitive clitoris. Her hips began to involuntarily rock. As she moved the vibrator, the opening very carefully. She shuddered as she felt herself grow even warmer. She felt a flickering in her clit, which <coughs> startled her. So she brought the vibrator back. <gasps> oh, yeah, there we go. She brought the vibrator back up to her chest and turned it off in a hurry. She didn't realize until now, but she was breathing heavily. <laughs> And beads of sweat began to run down her large breast. But there was a beating inside her pussy. She felt as if she had uh, a heart of its own, for it was a throbbing. She sent a timid hand down to inspect the beating, but to her surprise, she found a wetness. Her knickers were so soaked. Hold on, folks. We have a squirter. We have a squirter. <laughs> Did I wee myself? Princess. Baby. Princess. Honey bunny. Please let me in so I can be your lover, as you so promised. Her face grew white. He had heard her. Now she surely couldn't fool him. She hid her vibrator under the pillow and put her soaked knickers in the laundry bin. <laughs> I'll just tell him I have a headache and let him sleep on the floor. Not tonight, honey. <laughs> yeah, is that not the fucking typical excuse? God damn it. She's got a fucking headache again. Her aunt's in town. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Daddy don't care. I have What I like is the fact that she's like, I'll just tell him I'm asleep. And meanwhile, he hears bzzz. Yeah. 
Princess Alessandra opened the door <laughs> and managed to smile and allowed the frog to enter. Come on in. Hey, baby. Thank you, princess. Yeah, come, come on. on. Please pick me up and put me on your bed so that we can make love. Ugh. The princess shuddered and began walking toward the changing area for her pajamas, but turned too quickly as her skirt twirled in the air and over the frog. She didn't mean it, but she had given him the perfect glimpse of not only her pussy, but her bare ass. <laughs> the frog hopped greedily. Fuck yeah! She, she's like the prisoner with the catheter hanging out of her dick, walking down with her ass hanging out of her fucking gown. Uh, <laughs> but uh, because uh, he was so small, she didn't hear or see him. She had hid behind the changing wall and unzipped her evening gown, and as it fell to the floor, she slipped off the uh, bow of her bustier and tossed the cursed thing on the chair. Her breast hung freely. The frog watched the princess with bulging eyes. I bet his little frog dick was hard at this point. Dude, he was, dude, he was Ew, good. why would you even say that? You ever seen a frog dick? No. But I can imagine it was like the fucking yeah, don't Google Statue it. of Liberty. Like, it was up and ready to go. Anyways, she <laughs> caught herself in the mirror and watched her breast swing in the air. The princess grunted, that's you, uh. in her sleep and turned to lie on her back. The frog hopped up on her chest and undid the buttons of her gown. He pulled the fabric aside and revealed two fair, perfect breasts. Much bigger and squishier than any lily pad he has ever sat on. Crawled his way up to one on her nipples. He started stroking her nipples with his long tongue and watched with his bulging eyes as it grew before him. Her pink nipples became erect and hard like tiny little rosebuds aching to bloom. Little bumps formed all over her areolas and breasts and she shivered in her sleep. The frog went down into her nightgown and uh, pulled the vibrator with him. He met a furry mound of her pussy and petted the softness with his webbed hands. Jesus, what the fuck? Her pubic hair <laughs> was much softer than any dirt he had ever dug in. He crawled down the side of her thigh and sat between her legs, staring into her pussy. She was totally relaxed, so her <laughs> large lips were slightly <laughs> parted past the hair. Oh, yeah. Motherfucker saw pink. Jesus, man. He crawled closer and looked inside. It was a fleshy pink, fuck yeah, and gave off a sweet, warm smell. But instead of smelling right like roses or a salty Like a musty rose. Yeah. It reminded <laughs> him of those squishy mealworms he loved so well. Those rare, tender morsels. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, man. were his favorite treat. The frog stretched his long tongue into her pussy. The soft pubic hair tickled his tongue. He was a small frog, but his tongue happened to be quite long. I mean, he's not probably packing like a big old dick, so he's got like a fucking like three-footer tongue. You know what I'm saying? And he sent it up mm. into her pussy a good four inches until he felt the wall. He began moving his tongue around. Fuck, it's... And <laughs> eagerly explored her inside like this guy was doing the abcs he was doing the tornado dude he was pulling out all the moves 
and he met every. I want you to know that when you bought this book, you're on a list somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a list because I bought five of these fucking things. God damn it. Anyway, what kind of reptilian bestiality did yeah. you fucking buy us? Yeah. He began moving his tongue around and eagerly explore her insides. He met every crook and crevice with joy and devoted himself to lapping up every bit of delicious cream, <laughs> a.k.a. gruel, she hid within. Oh. Just as he was getting full, she started to squirm in her sleep. The frog panicked and crawled deep. I mean, dude, he got in that puss. He got in there. If uh, man, man, she finds me between her legs, she's surely gonna squish me. And the princess awoke and looked around for the frog, but he wasn't on the pillow or anywhere to be found. How big is this frog? Like the size of a baseball or bigger? Dude, I don't know. It's a fucking like a bullfrog, dude. I, I mean, he's pretty. I don't know. I he's, don't... Per, he's pretty decent size. He's got to be to make the story to make sense. You know, he ain't like a little like fucking like tree frog or anything i mean he's probably like a big huge ass bullfrog you know what i'm saying i didn't realize he crawled in god this episode has gone on way too long dude it's it's like it's fucking 11 40 already i didn't realize he crawled inside of her what the fuck man he must have gone home dude anyway dude he pushed his way inside that puss what the fuck yeah he must have gone home knowing i'll never be his lover sucks for him though i'm quite horny Oh, I just had the naughtiest of dreams. So she grabbed the vibrator between her legs as if she knew it had been there and twisted the top. The familiar humming sent a smile across her face. Is this about to be like a frog in a blender situation? Maybe. Maybe. A A princess makes love to a frog? What a riot. She let her left hand explore the meat of her generous breast as her right hand introduced the golden treasure to her own treasure. She applied pressure to her clit and immediately felt the small electric bolts all over her body. She pressed her head back deep (laughs) within the pillow and moaned gently. Moan like you mean it. I mean, you gotta give it to me. Like, mean it! (laughs) Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, do it to me, daddy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah! I love it. <laughs> she rubbed the smooth metal what tip. The fuck? <laughs> she rubbed the smooth, smooth metal tip al- along <laughs> the left side of her clit and rocked her hips up and down, up and down, up and down, back and forth. The princess squeezed her breast hard. Fuck yeah, she's squeezing them so hard. Her fucking nipples—they were turning red, filled with blood and tension. You this dog. has indeed gone on too long. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. I'm just assessing the situation. <laughs> oh, God, thank you, you dirty old frog, for retrieving my golden vibrator. She yelled out into the room, half muffled by the pillows, yet loud enough that the frog, deep inside her creamy pussy, can hear it. Fuck. She <laughs> the vibrator against her entire pussy. Gross. The creep, which leaked out was being spread all over her lips and her clit, making her pussy glisten like the fucking sun and shine like the golden Dude, vibrator. Dude, who did fucking her. buys this? Yeah, I don't know. Earlier that day... Who buys the, this shit, really? <laughs> the walls of her pussy began filling with blood, and the space which the frog hid was getting smaller and smaller. Oh, God. Dude, he's about to get crushed. I feel it. 
with each moan. Come on, come on, it's buddy. Like, moan it's for like me. Star moan Wars and the trash come the back to the moan. Like, no. Give me the moan. Moan. Moan it like you mean it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, give it to it me, is. daddy. Finally, the princess was rocking her hips quickly, thrusting the tip of the vibrator against her G spot and the fleshy uh, front walls of her pussy, which, while her other hand was frantically rubbing her throbbing clitoris, dude, it was fucking like. I mean, it was a wreck, dude. It was like fucking just there. And she was like, ding, 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 with her hand. Another Statue of Liberty. Yeah. (laughs) The the pulsating walls of her soaking pussy came crushing down on the frog. And what happened to be her first ever orgasm. My God. Oh. (laughs) I need a better one than that. Come on. Come on. She gasped. Oh my god! Come on! <laughs> oh, I'm coming! Oh, fuck me! I can't do this while you're wearing a Boy George hat. That's what it was this whole time. I'm like, you look like Boy George, you karma chameleon, talking about a frog fucking a princess. It all came together full circle. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> you fucking psycho! Oh. Fuck, her pussy was drenched and quivering and was aching from the intensity and throbbed a bright, wet red. <laughs> My God, princess, how did you know? <laughs> oh, wait, I must have skipped a part. Yeah. Get back in there and fuck me. <laughs> no, I knew all okay, along. Sorry, um, I knew all along. Uh, no, 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 we skipped a part. I said, oh. I'm coming. You said as she bucked her hips. Yeah. Anyways, Sorry, back up. Oh, let's start oh, I'm over. Coming. Oh, fuck yeah, me. Yeah, as, as she bucked her hips, her contracting and throbbing pussy shot the frog out of it. There you go. <laughs> Come on, say it again. Say it again. Get back in there and fuck me. Her pussy drenched. She just shot the frog across the room. <laughs> oh, bing. Uh, Pew. Her pussy <laughs> drenched and quivering was aching with intensity oh, and throbbed a bright wet red. Okay, hold on. Come on, princess. How did you know I was in there deep inside of you? <laughs> Lazarus, sorry. Lazarus just commented, gotta run. There's company here. Catch y'all later. Yeah. No, show them, please. Yeah. Please, play this out loud. Oh, God. I knew all along I even saw you watch me change into my nightgown. You're a perverted frog, I might add. I, I apologize, princess, baby. I mean, even if you did not <laughs> promise to be my lover, your beauty, your breasts, your mouth, everything that you got going on downstairs would have made me <laughs> follow mouth. you any distance. The fact that you smell like musky roses and mealworms, god damn. Like <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. The princess reached down and brought the frog to her pillow. She turned her face to, to his and gave him a little kiss on the mouth. I hope to God no, she, she didn't. She wiped the pussy cream off of the frog before she kissed him. Because I mean, I don't know. That's a, he's he's a little drenched, if you know what I'm saying. Anyways, in mere milliseconds, a large gust of wind and a puff of smoke rattled the bed. She blinked through the smoke and she saw a man. Oh. Man, lying on her bed next to her. Who is this strange man? <laughs> Will she ever <laughs> it's t- make love to him? How 
many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Or has she fallen in love with a frog and only wants his long amphibian tongue deep inside her creamy pussy? Well, dear, dear listeners, the world may never, never know. There you go. That's it, man. The fucking late, late night volume five or six or seven. We fucking brought it. We finished an erotica story from yeah. like beginning to end. Uh, no bleeps. I'm uncomfortable. We got the word <laughs> creamy pussy in there. I know, right? Yeah, I like it. If you stuck around this long, you're a trooper. By the way, I pictured John Lovitz's character from Mom and Dad Save the Universe <laughs> to be the guy who appeared after the gold rush of dust spread across the room. Yeah. Mm, jealous? <laughs> Uh, I it's, it's Why, hello. <laughs> uh, you gonna fuck me now? It's worth noting this would be late night volume six, and it's worth noting literally one year to the day is when this last episode came out. February fifteenth, two thousand twenty-three is when late night volume five. Wait, that doesn't go there. Came out, so it's been a year, buddy. Ah, oh, good stuff. Christmas time is, you know. When it comes around, I just now realize we never finished the date with Krampus or Midnight with Krampus, whatever the fuck that book was called. Don't need to. I don't know. I think maybe nope. we do because she got down on all fours and fucking. I think you could read that on your own. She fucking <laughs> took that red rocket. Jesus maybe man. we need to give the listeners the end of that. Uh, that should be a Patreon. They have to pay a lot of money for a shirt. Uh, yeah, maybe that should be. But, <laughs> you know, that's what oh, I'm thinking. I got fuck, that other man. book. About all the Christmas cryptids you could ever hope that we'd never even covered mm. that we can cover. So I think like we could do like a fucking three hour, four hour Christmas special. Like how many years have we been doing this? Realistically, we're like we're on like what year six, year seven, fucking Christmas. 20, uh, no asshole, it's been eight years. Literally, we just had our eight year. This May will be nine years. Eight years. You're telling me. You forgot our anniversary, you son of a bitch. Christmas. You forgot our anniversary on Valentine's well, Day. You, you didn't moan that great. What I'm saying, what I'm <sighs> saying is Christmas 2024. <laughs> Why not hit uh-huh. the listeners with every fucking Christmas cryptid we've never covered, and then all of a sudden fucking lay the end of the story of Ravaged by Krampus, whatever the fuck that book is called, a fucking four-hour Christmas special of like sex, debauchery, folklore. Drugs and rock and roll. I think we should do it. I'm committed. I'm into it, man. You talked me into it. I think we could probably even get <laughs> Rob and Steve to record. Like, we'll send them the lines and get them to record it. You uh, send it to I me. I'll play it over the soundboard, dude. Uh-huh. We'll fucking get the whole family involved. Make it a family affair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> You got it, buddy. Christmas 2024. Fuck you bet. Fuck you yeah. bet your bottom dollar. You bet your bottom dollar. Oh, boy. I feel dirty and used after all that. I feel well, dirty and used. I mean, used. you shot like me out of your pussy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to say this. Like, leading up to this, you're like, I hope you're ready. You're about to say some filthy shit. You handled 80% of the filthiness, dude. Look I at did. you. I did. I didn't want you to blush. I mean, you're a real Frodo Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I, I, I made that comment today. I find it ironic that I can get on, we can live stream in front of 
however many viewers, right? Like Rumble, mm-hmm. YouTube, Facebook. I mean, we have uh-huh. like tons of fucking views a week. I can get on and fucking say the most fucked up shit. And my heart is not even racing. I'm not, <laughs> e- I'm not even jackhammering like a prom king, uh, 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 you know, like a, uh, a quarterback <laughs> on prom night, or whatever that line from Ash is, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm fucking just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at work, if you're like, hey, we gotta give, we gotta make you give this presentation. I gotta get a front of a group of people. <laughs> I'm just like, dicker, dicker, right? Fucking, fucking, dicker, dicker. And I get so nervous, but then I'm like, yeah, we're going <laughs> to talk about fucking shooting my, like, frog body out of your vagina? Fuck yeah, dude. Creamy pussies all day long. Fucking dicks and dominoes? No problem, dog. <laughs> I got you. You know? It, that's funny, man. Like, I have had issues before with, like, public speaking to people I don't know, and I would get really nervous. And the last couple times I've had to do, like, a public speech, I'm like, you know what? Like, we got on and did live shows in front of complete strangers at like the uh, yeah, we a couple did a conventions Wichita we did here in Wichita. Yeah, we did a Wichita no Comic Con, and my heart didn't even skip a beat. But then twice, I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, no. sometimes I'm like, yeah. God, I gotta get this, I gotta get this speech in front of forty people, and I'm like, fuck me, I'm not ready for this. I th- yeah, that's funny. I oftentimes now when I go into that, I'm just like, you know what? Like a podcast. So I just walk in there like, what's up, everybody? And then boom, I just don't talk about, you know, Krampus dicks, known <laughs> penises, yeah. um, or penis enlargements uh, gone awry. And we're good to go. All right, you know folks, what? I'm here so, today to talk to you about a uh, creamy vagina. All right, who's ready? Let's go. Next 30 God. minutes. <laughs> Uh, is that what we're here to talk about really (laughs) well guys and gals and everyone we want to thank you all for uh for listening for watching for following along we missed you last week um a couple things just kind of went on um things have been very hectic for preston and i at work lately so we're just trying to kind of roll with the punches we appreciate your patience and we appreciate the support and the continued you know viewership and um, companionship here. So um, this episode's coming out damn near two hours long. I hope that kind of makes up for, uh, you know, missing us last week. Um, man, I'm hoping to drop this bad boy Saturday. I might not get this out to the audio folks till Sunday because editing a two-hour-long podcast is going to take me a hot second. Dude, we, gave it, <laughs> we, gave, we gave it hard, dude. We fucking hit it yeah. like a fucking split sausage dick. We really did, man. We really did, so... All right, buddy. Well, thank you for um, for finding that delicious, delicious frog smut. That's one I never thought I'd ever read yeah. uh, ever again. And also, I'd like to apologize to my mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Hey, mom, you should listen to the episode tonight. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Please don't. Listen to the first half. <laughs> um, if you're on social media, check out the Instagram. We are PXL Paranormal. Please give us a follow. If you're on Facebook, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. We also have a Twitter. No one uses that. But more importantly, we got a Rumble. We got a Kick. We got YouTube. We got a Twitch. Um, please jump on there and give us a we got a Twitch. Yeah. Jump on there. Give us a like, follow, please. We'd really appreciate you. If you're audio listeners only, that's totally cool. Thank you guys, especially to all of you who've been there since, you know, eight years ago. I bet you remember how old we are, even though Preston doesn't. Um, if hey, you're on the social medias and you're... It's like being in a marriage, okay? What? It's not that I remember if you got your hair cut or your hair dyed or you're wearing something different today and how much I notice or don't mm-hmm. notice, but it's my undying love for you, Okay. Dude, five years, six years, you seven keep years, showing eight up. Years, I yep. keep showing up. 
motherfucker. <laughs> so he keeps showing up. That's all that matters. All like that. a bad penny. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Oh hell! Oh. Like a fucking stray cat that I feed. Yep. Um, if you're listening audio wise, please on uh, on Apple Podcast, give us a rating and review. We sure would appreciate you. Also on uh, on Amazon, please give us a rating and review on there. We sure would appreciate you guys. Presto, do you have the analytics up right now? Any idea where we're at as far as listenership on YouTube? Or Dude, I should say viewership. Dude, we're at like three oh four. Holy fuck, that jumped up pretty quick. Like we're three oh four, buddy. Yeah, we're yeah, at two ninety nine for so long. And then our little hobbit friend, oh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I thought I was uh-huh. a subscriber. And then we're like 300, and then bada bing, bada boom, we jumped up four like overnight. Holy shit, 304, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, we're at 20 subscribers on Rumble. Yep. We're at like five five subscribers on Kick. I don't know. Twitch is, I think it's a dying thing, and apparently AI wants to harass us on that. You know, whatever. Hey, my Yeah, what a bunch of pervs, man. Yeah. To my brother-in-law, if you're listening, okay, and you made it this far into the podcast, I just want to say fuck you because, motherfucker, you promised, <laughs> you fucking promised that you were going to order a Dybbuk box on eBay and send it to my ass and then let me know what the oh, outcomes were. Wow. And I've been checking my I've been checking my mail like a little schoolgirl every day. And guess what's not in my mailbox? A fucking Dybbuk box from Albert. So I need you to step up your game. And yep. fucking send me that Dybbuk box. Look, and if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the, des- the best damn beard possible, if you're tired of being a frog shot out of a cooch, I don't know, step up your game. Go over to BigDogBeardBombs.com <laughs> and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. And use promo uh, use that promo code to get yourself scents like Bay Rum, Fresh, Citrus, Mint, Classic, Sweet tobacco. Dude, Bay Rum and Sweet Tobacco, honestly, are where it's at. Classic, if I want to switch it up, but if I'm being honest, like 90% of the time, Sweet Tobacco and Bay Rum, that's that's what I rock in this beard. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not getting shot out of any cooch, but, I mean, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I would say <laughs> it's soft. It smells good. It looks good. What I'm saying is get it all. Get it at Dobbs. And uh, you know what you won't find on BigDobbs.com? What? Big Jesus, look who's drinking now. Look, you know what you're not going to find on BigDobsBeardBomb.com? Musty Rose. Oh, man. You're not going to find Musty Rose. <laughs> hey, so, look, know. so with my new hat that I got tonight, I also got my order of uh, Tell molds. me about it, boy George. Yeah, I got my I got my order of molds for my uh, dude bombs, and I got all my scents. Oh, I really, yeah, I really wish Musty yeah. Rose was a fucking scent that I could make for a dude bomb. If you're going to make your own bath bombs, you can literally make that shit happen. Our first pixelated paranormal <laughs> bath bomb can be Musty Rose. Yeah, I also thought about Squatch Nuggets. I like it. Burger, bergamot, leather, and tobacco is going to be Squatch Nuggets. <laughs> if you do Bergamot, I want Bergamot bath bombs in the shape of hamburgers. Okay. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> That's right, guys. Here's a little Valentine's Day secret. Preston and I both separately, of course, because we don't live together, enjoy a really good hot bath. Relaxing yeah. with a whiskey or maybe just, you know, a non-alcoholic beverage as well. A good book, some soft melodies. 
um, with a good bath bomb or a bath yeah. salt. You, you really got to tell the listeners that we fucking share the photos. Like, we send a picture of the bath. Like <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. We fucking do, man. Non-dick. Non-dick yeah. involved. We're like, hey, yeah. look what I'm in. I'm in the bath uh, water, motherfucker. I'm I in know. the bath water. Um, I have to return... I have to return an entire case back to Amazon because the brand you told me to buy, I tried the mint eucalyptus and it yeah. was like a really like dark, dark green and it stained the edge of my bathtub all the way around. No, that's okay. Daddy's got that's I'm not blaming you. I'm just yeah. saying like that's fucked. Yeah, daddy's got you though, because I, I got <laughs> I got in the ingredients tonight. Uh, I got I got my curved 30-inch computer monitor, I got my hat, I got my bath bomb molds, I got my essential oils. Uh, you know what? Daddy's got you. Don't worry about it. You know, I want to take care of you, boo. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I want that I want that first musty rose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This shit's gone on long enough. If you're in the Wichita area, stop by, see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang over at CD Trade Post, Pawnee and Seneca. Don't mention this episode. Also, check out um, <laughs> Paranormal Egg Experience and also the Paranormal.cafe. We thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you. I'm going to raise the last bit of this um, Bigfoot barley wine and say cheers to you guys. Cheers to Valentine's Day. Cheers to good friendships. Yeah. Cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. Look, spread the love, space aids, stay spooky, and stay on the paranormal highway. (laughs) That was a fucking banger if I ever had one. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.